Hi everyone, I'm Paul Wood. And I'm Taylor Ford-Wallace. And we are the hosts of Your Entrepreneur Podcast. Listen to us each week as we take a critical look at being an entrepreneur, get advice from successful people in business, and answer your questions from social media. To stay up to date with the latest Your Entrepreneur content, including this podcast, check out our website, ontrep.co.uk. That's E-N-T-R-E-P.co.uk. Hi guys, it's Paul, and you're listening to the first full episode of Your Entrepreneur Podcast. In this episode, we're going to keep it quite simple. There are no guests. It'll be myself and Taylor explaining who we are, what we're about, and how we got started in business. So this is uh, going to be a quick, cool episode where you get to find out about us, and then from next week, we'll be bringing on guests. You're going to hear from Taylor now. I'm going to ask him some quick questions about his background, where he got started in business, what he's working on, and where he sees himself. Taylor. Um, give us a quick rundown. What is your background? How did you come to the UK? Yeah, so um, I moved to the UK on my own when I was 17, um, literally £500 and a, and a bag. Um, my main reason for moving, obviously, my passion's acting. That's my that's one thing I want to do a lot more in the future. Um, having moved over, um, I pretty much, started, pretty much started from scratch. Mm-hmm. So at 17, I'd been 17 for about three months when I got here. I moved to Blackpool, started off there, started off... Unemployed for about six weeks or so. Um, just the people in my house should help me out a little bit. But that why got did me... you? Uh, why did you choose Blackpool? <laughs> like most, most yeah. people, if you, if you think like if I if I asked my family where they'd moved to in the UK, they wouldn't even they know were, about Blackpool. Yeah. Like they'd go to London. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I, I came to finish college, um, and obviously in South Africa, we pay for all our schooling. Mm. Um, and I'm half Swiss as well. And I I, I spoke to uh, one of the colleges in Blackpool, and they were like, "Oh, you qualify for free school?" And so I was like, "All right, great, oh, I'll yes. go there." Then. <laughs> so that, that's the reason I went there. So yeah, I ended up there. Um, long story short, by the time I started school, I couldn't afford to to miss five days of work a, a week and just eat. Yeah. Um, so I pretty much I dropped out and I moved to, moved across to Manchester. Um, and within about three months after that, set up the first business, which is Broadway, um, commercial cleaning, and that's where we're about three three and a half years in on that now as well, um, which has been fantastic. We've grown really well, got some amazing clients. Um, but yeah, along the along the way, obviously we set up a few other businesses and things like that. Met some amazing people. Obviously, I didn't know anyone. Uh, in Manchester prior yeah, to that, course, yeah. but I've made some amazing connections, met some really good friends. Um, but businesses, as we're going forward now, uh, we've got some a good amount of software work for us. We cover pretty much all across the UK, especially in our in our construction work and things like that. Um, but in terms of different projects and different businesses, obviously we've got a few property investments stuff like that. We're going to be pushing a lot more from later in this year, um, which has been a big big push for me the last probably three years or so. Yeah. Um, um, what, another one, uh, Future Tutor. Obviously, you're one of my yeah, partners we'll, in that. Yeah, we'll we'll, um, <laughs> we'll explain a bit bit more about that once we've once we've given our backgrounds. So, um, I guess the second question is, but I'll, I'll elaborate a bit. I was going to ask how you got started in business. Now, obviously, in the UK, your first business, your own business, was was setting up Broadway Cleaning Services. But you've had experience working in in kind of various creative roles as as a child. Yeah, definitely. So, so tell us about that. Um, so I came from a, a, an amazing family, really good business family. Um, my dad was self-employed, mum was self-employed, my stepdad was self-employed, yeah. um, and a lot of my family had different different businesses they set up themselves. Um, so so from a really young age, I've I've been lucky to see the, the I like to say, but the trials and tribulations really of business. Um, so yeah, so I worked in in different aspects with my family, 
tried different things, but work experience yeah. and, and had that guidance really from a young age. I started waitering at 13. Yeah. Um, so started quite young on that as How well. How do you get a job waiting at 13? <laughs> Connections, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I've always really wanted to fund my own way. I never really wanted to yeah. say, all right, mom, dad, whatever, pay for this. Um, so that, that really helped me a lot in, in business. Obviously, nothing can prepare you for business, but yeah. that gave me a really good a good good grounding for yeah. what, what was really to come. Um, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been fantastic really up to this point. So, um, you touched on it, but tell us, obviously that there's, there's a few projects that you're working on that we're working on together. Um, Broadway is obviously one of them that's still ongoing. Tell us about the, the projects that you're currently working on. Um, at the moment, obviously we're commercial cleaning. So we deal with all aspects of, of contract cleaning for bars, offices, restaurants, uh, construction sites, whether that's builders cleans or, or your site offices and cabins and stuff like that. Got some some really good projects on the go. We've got a lot of of summer uh, student cleans coming up as the turnaround comes over. So we've got a few hundred apartments booked in, and um, with some clients from last year and a few a few new ones. Uh, we've quoted about nine hundred to just over a thousand um, for later in this year. So we'll see what what fully comes through. Um, got What's that? Nine hundred to a thousand apartments. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, yeah sorry, yeah, cool, apartments. Yeah. So that's all your your student accommodation things yeah. like that. Um, we've got a few uh, high end gyms finishing off. Uh, that's where a good few connections have made. Um, what else have we got going on? We've got a few restaurants opening up, a few new contracts coming on that, and then a couple of construction sites, just all the site cabins, so five days a week on that. Uh, we've just started a new one up in Lancaster, um, which is really good. That's for Lancaster University. Um, and then a few down over for Jaguar and Williams wow, uh, yeah, down cool. in Trafford Park. So you've got a real mix of um, kind of getting down and dirty kind of clients, like yeah. construction sites and stuff yeah. like that, all the way to like super prestigious brands like Jaguar. and Definitely, and, yeah. yeah. We do a lot of work with Perno Ricard as well, really good alcohol brands. We do one of their venues up here in Manchester, um, which is a really, really nice venue, um, really high end. Uh, so we've got a good mix of down to the really dirty stuff to the nice, glossy, clean stuff. <laughs> yeah, cool. But yeah. Um, obviously, we're all in business to make money. Um, I think we can all have that down as one of our goals. 100%. I don't think we should shy away from that. Um, so we won't. Obviously, <laughs> if you ask me what my goal is, I, I, it, it is to make no money. money yeah. <laughs> but there is a reason that we're making money, you know, and I think they're, they're the real goals. Um, so what are your goals other than just straight up making good money mm-hmm. what are your goals around around being successful in business um, my main main goal for the next probably 5-10 years is obviously Broadway my main goal from day one was always a 5 year plan mm-hmm. was to sell in 5 years depending on how systemized I could get that business um, so yeah we're still on track the next 2 years we should look at sell look at sell in sorry mm-hmm. um, so we're on track to do that um, in terms of my goals personally and obviously with my fiance Lucy for the next five years, obviously we're looking at going over to LA in the next yeah. three years um, for about a year and just to push our, our film side a lot more as well. Yeah, um, my personal acting goals, we've got a film we start filming in August up in Scotland yeah. uh, based on the Falklands War, which is going to be a fantastic project. Got yeah, a really cool. good crew involved. Tell us uh, tell us more about this. What's it about? Yeah, so that's based on the Falklands. It's about um, soldiers gone through PTSD and just... Straight after, it's from the first two years after the war yeah. um, and just really struggling with it. We're trying to really highlight the fact that PTSD isn't really given enough support to all the, all the people that have dealt with it and yeah. have gone through the war and all other aspects and PTSD in any day life. Um, so that's something that's a really good project that we've got coming up that is quite a really good, strong clue. We've got some editors over in LA that are going to be working on it. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, we start filming in August. So yeah, amazing. We'll, yeah. we'll stay tuned for that bit cool. as well. Um, Right, so brings me on to my, I guess, my last question, unless anything else obvious comes up. Other than, obviously, that film will be completed and edited and launched. Um, across the next five years, where do you see yourself? Next five years, um, 
my goal for the next five years financially is to be financially retired. Mm-hmm. That's to, to get my investments from where they are to an even better standing point. Yeah. Um, to not have to work, obviously, as you know me, and most, most businessmen, obviously, we'll always keep working. We'll never just stop. But that opens up me to be able to push other yeah. other areas and to focus more on, on family, focus more on acting yeah. and things like that, and especially on the property side. Property is yeah, a big, big part of my life, something I really want to push a lot more. Um, so, yeah, in the next five years, I'd like to be financially retired um, and to keep pushing my my main passion project, which is acting mm-hmm. and the property investment side and spend a lot more time with my family and traveling, really, yeah, as, we all, as we all want. So I'm going to um, I'm gonna flip the host interviewer, interviewee slot now. So Taylor will be the one hosting and uh, I will be the one answering the questions. All righty. Um, so, Paul, as you've just witnessed, there's some yeah. key questions I'm going to be asking. <laughs> Um, nothing major, just a bit of fun. Find out a bit more about you. Yeah. Um, so, mate, tell me what's what's your background? What what's made you get into what you're doing now? What where have you come from? All the all the good stuff. Yeah. Um, so basically, I'm I'm not from Manchester myself, although I am I am uh, I was born here in Luton, and then uh, from an early age I've been working, basically usually kind of creative stuff. Uh, my dad's a photographer and a web designer, which are kind of two skills that I've I've taken on board. Um, but I realized from an early age that with the right skills, you can basically just get, get paid money for doing them. And I had a wide range of skills. So the, the hardest part for me was trying to figure out, well, how do you actually figure out what it is that you want to do? And overall, I, I kind of decided, even from the age of about nine or 10, that I wanted to run a business. So the easiest part was having the business. The hardest part was, well, what the hell are you going to do with that business? What, what, what are the services you actually want to offer? Yeah. You can't do everything. You can't specialize in everything because you won't be able to manage it all. 100%, so, yeah. um, yeah, so basically from an early age, I was I was actually helping out my dad as a kid with um, a lot of kind of photo editing, web design, um, and a, to be honest, a bit of IT support. Um, I actually built my first website when I was 10. Um, so that was, yeah, a good 21 years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> and that website was about Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, which, which sounds, you know, it sounds, it was just a kid's passion project. But actually doing that, I, I built some really usable skills, which obviously I've, I've developed over the years. That was the foundation of what you are now, isn't it? Was, it? Yeah. Really, yeah. So if you imagine all the animations that you see, which are quite normal now, back in the day it was Flash animations. You know, years ago, obviously Steve Jobs was like, no, we're not, we're not going to use Flash anymore because it's burning everyone's phones and no one's going to have any battery life left if we, if we let this. But back in the day, Web animation was all about Adobe Flash or Macromedia Flash, um, and that was 21 years ago. So I've, I've taken a lot of the web photo skills. Five years later after that, after I built that website, I started picking up guitar, and I actually founded my first um, my first kind of business up north while I was at university at Leeds College of Music. Um, from there, stemmed PW Media, which is my main business now. It's a, it's a digital agency based in Manchester. Fantastic, mate. No, I love that. Um, obviously, I know you've already mentioned pretty much how you got started in business, mm-hmm. but how did you get started in this business specifically? Um, the key was, I was skint. If I have to be honest, I was skint. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, you know, and like like anyone when they're skint, for, Just better, hold, hold for, better. for all our foreign users, skint means poor. Oh, <laughs> it means yeah. a bit short yeah, of well, cash. <laughs> skint is uh, skint. It was the situation I was in. I not having the cash. I, I think I had one pound in my bank account, and and that was one pound left from my overdraft so absolutely one pound not one pound plus my overdraft um to the point where i was going to struggle just to get you know a a cornish pasty from greg's or or to get a one pound bus so basically i look i had you know you get you get to the situation where you can blame loads of people or you or you know you can kind of make 50 60 70 excuses but at the end of the day you are gonna have to take a hard look at yourself and And you're gonna have to just do it why am i skint what can i do now that's that's gonna earn me money Uh, and at the end of the day the quickest way to make money is to find something that you can use as your main hustle, yeah? 
So for me, I was thinking, bloody hell, I've, I've been in bands now for like, I don't know, like at that time, I've been in bands for about six years. The bands were actually doing okay. What I wasn't doing, I wasn't monetizing any of these services. So I wasn't monetizing the graphic design. I wasn't monetizing the web design. I wasn't monetizing the uh, the merchandising. I wasn't monetizing the band management. And I thought, what the hell am I doing? Every one of these services can be monetized. And if you wrap them all around uh, into one business, that actually still makes sense. So the, the, the issue that I had when I was a kid of, I've got all these skills that I could develop, which ones am I going to use? Actually, it presented itself quite nicely and wrapped into a package that I just had to bring to market. And, you know, I don't mean bring to market with kind of like um, anything crazy. I'm, I literally mean I set up a Facebook page in my uh, in my uni house in my second year. Um, and I lived in that bedroom doing work. And I just said, hey, guys, I'm now doing graphic design, logo services, website design, merchandising uh, for, for you guys. Luckily, at that time, um, I'd set up an online project. Um, it was a band called Fear and Farewell. And we did a, a really, really... I would say well-produced, but but kind of cheesy. Uh, Punk Goes Pop cover of a One Direction track. Now, that went viral, um, or at least relatively viral for an independent act. So we had 1.5 million views on YouTube. So a lot of the questions people would have had to ask themselves, I didn't have to ask them because the answers were getting thrown at me quicker than, than I could take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were saying, oh, hey, guys, found your cover. Uh, we're in a band from wherever. A lot of these were American artists because we had two American guys in this online project. Who Who did your logo? Who did your T-shirts? Who who did uh, who set up your Facebook page? Blah 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 blah, and it was me. Yeah. So, the 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 actual my initial clients were actually right in front of me. What I wasn't doing is I wasn't actually hustling and going. Oh, I can do this. I will charge X amount. I can do that. I'll charge Y amount. Basically, within a week, I'd um, I'd set up a brand with the um, the other guy in that band, and through the various movements and obviously picking up more clients across the world. I'd, I'd then rebranded as my own media agency um, and taken on people to, to fulfill certain services that I didn't specialize in and turned it into PW Media, which is my main business now. But that all stemmed from basically knowing that I needed to make some cash and knowing I could hustle with my skills. 100%. Yeah, definitely. No, I love that. Um, why don't you tell us a bit about what projects you're currently working on, any new clients or anything like that? How's this year been so far and, and what's going on with the next six um, months? Yeah, th- this year, this year has been a, a transformative year, um, and I mean, I mean that in the in the least cheesy, buzzwordy way possible. Last year, I managed to um, secure myself quite a cool deal with, at the time, my biggest client. Um, I was on a good good salary, what what I would have classed as a good salary for for that time, um, and it went under massively. So, so to go from obviously, you know, one of the things you realise is you often consider who you are to be completely tied into what you to what you do. So I would have considered myself as, you know, entrepreneur and I would have considered myself as a as a as a sales director. And that was the role that I was in, which which went completely down. Um so I had to quickly find not not obviously just the cash flow to keep myself afloat. I had to figure out who I was. I had to reconnect with some of the old services that I was doing in terms of being in the music industry and and offering um, you know, kind of creative services to the music industry but but also to corporates. And I had to figure out what have I learned over the last last 12 months and where am I going to take it? So PW Media picked back up um, and, and that's going really well. But I've also now got a few other ventures. Now, one of them is Future Tutor, um, which is going to be an amazing app. We're going to create a, a whole new platform for for students to find high quality tuition, but we'll go into more detail. We, we can go into more detail about that together. The the other, I guess, two two main bits that I've been working on is um, it's a new framework for for business networking called uh, called BDN. And, and that that essentially is really, really high quality guest speakers that will stand up and deliver a seminar. So like my favorite bits when I was when I went to uni, when I went to Leeds College of Music, 
the favorite part of my my entire three years is when you had people that were just great at what at, at what they did and being able to tell you about it things that you'd come out of it you'd spend you know half an hour one hour two hours however long the clinic clinic session seminar lecture and you think wow i'm inspired there's something i can do with that so if i could formalize that into something that wasn't specific to music but was just specific to people developing themselves within their the kind of personal and business lives i think there's a business out of that um i've rolled that out into started off in manchester which is obviously where i'm based um, with my business partner for that, Josh, and we're just about to launch in Newcastle this month. We've already had a successful launch down in Exeter, so we reckon within the next six months for that, we'll, we'll be expanding across the UK. Fantastic, brilliant. Um, with Josh, there's also another business, um, which is PTF Training and Development, which is an adult and corporate education company. And so far, our, our kind of biggest, um, our, our kind of biggest source of work is getting people off of. Um, the benefits. So in, in the UK, we've got a couple of sources of benefits that people use when they're unemployed. One of them is uh, job seekers benefits, which is, you know, what you get if you're seeking for a job. And the other one is is a is a more wider kind of low income benefit scheme called universal credit. But obviously, a lot of these people, um, similar, they, they can be similar to me and you in a lot of ways. It's just that they haven't necessarily had the, the same luck or, or they've had the bad luck that we haven't had. And for one reason or other, they're, they're unemployed, but they don't want to be unemployed forever, which is brilliant. So that 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 business essentially has got these people um, in a pathway to employment through high quality education. So we will we will train them up. We'll give them qualifications in employability, customer service, interpersonal skills, even music production and digital marketing. We can get specific into actual sectors, um, and partner up with organisations that will take take the best ones on as staff. Um, that's going really well, and and obviously it, it leverages the the experience I've had with like PW Media of. Of, of kind of building a company brand up from scratch. So so essentially, I've got a Future Tutor between me and you, PW Media, which is you know my, my agency, and then the two, I've got BDN, this networking framework, and um, and PTF, Training and Development. Fantastic. No, fantastic. Um, all right, mate, what are your goals? Next few years, what, what's your plans? Where do you want to be? What do you want to, what do you want to achieve? Where do you see yourself? Yeah, um, there was, there, was, there was a goal that kind of came up this year, um, and, and I think I've always had it in the pipeline, which was I needed to free up more time. Now, ultimately, you can use that time to make more money because you could use that time just to hustle. But you don't wanna, you'd want that to be the option rather than the requirement. So I'm, I'm not saying that we shouldn't work. Um, I'm just saying that if you want to put the extra two or three hours in the day to make more money, that should be your option rather than the requirement. So, so the first goal was really to get into a healthy working situation across these projects where... It could be managed correctly, systemized correctly, so that across these projects, I can give each one a fair amount of time. Um, that is still a goal. It's still an ongoing process. It still evolves. You know, th- things happen. People can uh, can uh, can come in. People can leave. Uh, at the end of the day, you need to make sure that it's sustainable. So, so my main goal is to make sure that everything I'm working on is going to be successful in a long term and sustainable way. That means that it leads on to what I want to do next year, which is that I want to have everything kind of systemized and and have good connections of, of people around me and people that work for me. So that if I needed to take six months away from, from business, not that I would, but I, I could do that without any of these projects crumbling under, um, which which obviously takes a bit of work, but that, that work is all in preparation and, and getting the right people around you and the right infrastructure. No, definitely, obviously, as you know, obviously that's one thing I've managed to do over the last two years is has really changed the way I saw saw my business from working in it to working on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, it's a really hard transition, as you know. You're currently going through it, and yeah. and when we went through it, obviously, me and my, my ex business partner split up a couple of years ago. Um, it it put a put put a lot of stress onto onto me financially, 
um, and cost us a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and obviously from that moment on, I said, you know what, I can't be working in this business any further. I need to work on it and, and create it into a bigger company than what it was. Um, and that over the last few years, that's where I've kind of gone and pushed it to be able to take off a month or take off two months if I really need. Obviously, we were in, back in South Africa for December um, and my guys work. They work. They've got managers in place and everything works as it yeah, should do, either if I'm there or if I'm not there. Um, and it's all about making money while you sleep as obviously if if money's relying on your time we'll never make enough would we <laughs> so i can i can see i can see i can see the light at the end of the tunnel with all of the businesses that i'm in um with actually the exception of pw media which is the original one because if you think about it pw media is just an extension of me it is my personal brand yeah so if i take the time away from that that's basically the brand that doesn't doesn't get the work done but i'm i'm actually comfortable with that and to be comfortable with that means that the other businesses the other projects that i'm working on they're working with the right values in mind. So, for example, with BDN, this, this networking event uh, kind of framework that we've set up, I know for sure if we secure the right people in regional locations, like, for example, we've got we've got Josh. Josh could run the event if, if he needed to in Manchester. We've got David in Newcastle. We've got Maz and Joe in Exeter. And I'm sure we'll get more people. Um, if I needed to take the time out, we've established the framework and the system um, and, you know, how we manage information and, and promote people to the event. I could actually leave that right now and... It wouldn't crumble under it. It wouldn't move as fast, but it would be going and it would continue to develop, which is brilliant. So that just means right now, all of my work is focused on getting the format as 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 kind of cool and as exciting as possible and then launching it in more locations. Similarly, with um, with uh, PTF training and development, we know if we secure ourselves with with the right um, with the right tutors that can deliver these qualifications, I don't necessarily need to be working in the business. I'm more than happy to because I because I enjoy training people. Um, and I enjoy I enjoy kind of telling people my knowledge and showing them how to take useful things with them. So I'd love to teach more IT. I'd love to teach more music. I'd love to teach more interpersonal skills and customer service. But ultimately, I don't need to at this point. What I really need to be doing is secure is securing more high quality tutors and 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 finding more people that want to learn. So the lucky thing is, it was tough. The beginning of this year was was tough. You know, I had a similar thing where I would class them as my business partner. And it didn't end on good terms. Um, and and stuff, stuff about that is still ongoing, so I won't go into too much detail. But because of that, you end up thinking, I'm going to have to work in the business just mm-hmm. to keep afloat. Yeah. Luckily, now I'm in the situation where I can work more on the businesses um, so, so that they will, they'll float by themselves. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and we're getting there. We're getting there. No, fantastic. Cool. Brilliant, mate. Um, that's the thing. It's People all think the, the route to success is a really easy, yeah. fun you get to see a lot of money and travel and do all that yeah. type of Some, shit. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, not saying that we're anywhere near where we want to be success-wise, but yeah. we've come a long way and a lot further off than a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and we've done, obviously, we do pat ourselves on the back and we know we've done well up to the point where we've got to. But we all we all go through some some really tough things that's never really, it's never explained. No one ever says, you know what, I'm having a really shit week. Yeah. And it's okay to have those bad weeks. It's okay to lose a contract. It's yeah. okay to to have a really bad time because if you don't have that experience you'll never have a good experience yeah. you'll just always feel good which is good but until something well, then when actually, something hits um, you hard i had a really interesting meeting so i was in bury which um for anyone who doesn't know the kind of north of england is is kind of just outside of manchester um and we had a really good meeting about um there was a guy who went on his pilgrimage obviously ramadan was was uh, very recently in eid so he actually went on his pilgrimage to mecca and um he basically spoke about the people that have everything. Now, if you're constantly filled with just everything, if you've got all the successes, all the hallmarks of success, like yeah. if you already had, you know, I, I fancy getting a couple of cars. Um, I'm not 
I'm not as massive on cars as you are, but I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. mind wouldn't mind a G wagon yeah, and yeah. Subaru Impreza and yeah. Pagani Zonda. I'd love a few of them. If I already had them from day one, then that's just my normal. Yeah. So you know what 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 I think is important to realise is that when you when you are an entrepreneur, it's it's always good to be able to see where you were. So if I if I look at where I was six months ago, I can see I'm in a much better position. Uh, from where I was six months ago in terms of being able to understand who I was, where my businesses were going to be placed, and then obviously building the connections around me that are going to help me to support a good lifestyle. Definitely. Um, some people will already have it. So for their their improvement is going to look completely different from yours. That's it. 100%. And that's cool. That That's not to say that they can't improve. It just, just means that you need to, where possible, you need to try and compare like for like. You know, don't put yourself down because someone who already started out with millions more than you 100%. Has millions more than definitely, you, yeah. Because they might have actually, they might have actually lost money. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. Or think... if I look at someone who has millions and now they have got billions, great, they are successful. You know, yeah. they, they, there is no way in which they're successful. Are they successful in in some of the non monetary um, factors? Like, are they giving the time to their family and friends? Are they are they contributing to their community? So, the interesting thing is, we need to set these goals. The, yeah. the most important thing is setting these goals. And I guess holding yourself accountable or having people around you that will hold you accountable to it. That's the thing a lot of people forget about. Jim Rohn, a lot of people like that, they mention all the time about how important goal setting is. Obviously, for me personally, every morning I get up, I sit down, I write my goals. Mm. Um, and those aren't everyday new goals. They're the same set goals, really, yeah. for the next, for 2019, I've got the same set of about 10 goals. And by the end of the year, I will have reached pretty much 90% of those. And that's the thing. It's not about, oh, damn, you didn't reach all of them. It's not about that. It's about, you know what, if I hadn't set any, I wouldn't have reached any. Um, and going through every day is just enjoying your process. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. When you have a really bad day, enjoy it. Because yeah. those bad days make the good ones feel so much better. Yeah. And all those bad times you have and all the experience you have to go through makes you the person you are. So having all the, obviously, the times you've had with your ex-business partner, yeah. same as me, um, and a lot of people in business have had those those experiences with business partners and friends and things like that who've not really supported them in the business. Yeah. Um, and once you get through those and you learn to say, you know what, I'm on my own. I'll accept that for now. And any support I get, I'll take a bit with a pinch of salt yeah, and we just push it through. And eventually you come out the other side so much stronger mm. with way more knowledge than you thought you had yeah. and way more resilience than you ever thought you could handle. I think the, the key is to realise is that you can't you can't necessarily... Business, you can't afford to put up a shield 100% of the time. You can't. So you're going to have to be tough in your own right. Um, but at the same time, you do not have a business if you don't connect with people. So if those bad experiences force you to retreat into your shell forever, I'm not suggesting that you know we don't give ourselves some kind of uh, individual time. We all need time in our own space. But if those lessons, if the lessons you are getting from your bad experiences are to just retreat in your own shell and not connect with people, you've learned the wrong lessons or you've just interpreted it wrong. Actually, what you need to do is you just need to tighten up the processes that are in your life and allow yourself to open up to the people who are going to serve your goals properly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if we both had the situation where, our, our, you know, we're, we're no longer working with those ex-business partners, if the lesson we took from that was to retreat into the shell... And not trust anyone ever again. We would never have the businesses even as even to where we've got them at the moment. No, definitely not. Definitely not. That's the thing is taking a really tough situation saying, you know what, I respect them for what they've done. Fine, fair enough. I might not have agreed yeah. and they might not have had my best intentions in mind, but from them doing so, I thank them for, if they hadn't done that, I would not be the person I am today. It would not have allowed me to make the money I make now and will not allow me to, to be the person I am in 5, 10, 20 yeah, years' time. Yeah. Um, so I think it's such a, a, a an important thing to take every experience, learn from it, 
take a few key points from it, say, you know what, this is how I feel today. Either I'm never going to feel like this again, or I'm going to make sure I never have to go through this something, something like this in a way that I can't come through on top. There was um there was a really cool question. You know, sometimes you come across these, you know, either either you get one observation or, or someone asks you a new question and then you're left thinking, wow, I could probably ask myself that question in the same way that you write your goals every day, yeah. right? There was uh, my business partner for, for BDN and PTF, uh, Josh, who was a, he was a client of mine just when I started to have to find new clients, yeah? So Josh, Josh came on board at a really cool time um, off of an, an old client of mine who's a professional football player. And he said, oh, you'll like working with Josh, do some work with him, he's a good guy, he's got good energy. And he asked me a question that actually I ask myself whenever I'm in a bad situation or whenever I'm, you know, had a crap day in my business and or whatever, because it happens to all of us. The question was, what is the hidden benefit? Um, and it is hidden to some some degree because when you're living in that bad moment, you don't see that. It's, ju- it's just bad. It's just yeah. bad. Um, but we need to be mindful about that. So if you can force yourself to ask the question, what is the hidden benefit? Like for me, the, the benefits of what happened to me last year, they're no longer hidden. Um, I've toughened up my processes. I've understood that I do need to connect with people. I just need to be more selective with the people I connect with. 100%. Because then I can give them more time and their time with me is 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 more positive and it's more productive and it's more aligned with my own goals. At the time, that did that felt hidden because you know, you're in the situation where you're in debt or you're in the situation where you've been let down by what you thought was was your dream client and, and a great job to having to like re to having to find yourself, but actually by finding myself, I've been able to leverage a much wider uh, portion of my skill set than the role that I was in last year. I put myself into a sales director role. I'm not just a salesperson. I mean, I can produce a lot of the services that I'm now selling. So why not leverage that skill set and use that to to advance other other businesses? That that would have been. It's not a hidden benefit now. It was hidden at the time. Um, and and by asking those questions, you know, what is the hidden benefit? You often find that with those bad experiences, there was actually some good out of it. You just need to be able to reach out and find it. Definitely. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Um, it's so important to just stay positive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, we lost a couple of contracts uh, a couple of months ago. Mm. And it's so easy to, to just say, you know what, yeah. now what? Yeah. All right, we've lost a couple of contracts. But is it that big of a deal? If Obviously, if they're a 100 grand contract and you only do £110,000 turnover. Yeah. yeah, that is big. <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously, you've got to put it into perspective and say, all right, maybe it's only, it's only 500 quid a month or it's only a grand or five grand a month it's not that big of a deal in the big scheme of things. For where I want to be and where you want to be in the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years, dwelling on that for six months yeah. is so bad for you and would make you just kick yourself and say, what could I have done? What yeah. could I have done? The day you lose that contract, you say, you know what? I've lost it. Learn from this mistake. What did we do wrong? And how can I fix that going forward? Well, here's, here's something to consider then. So although everyone's journey is different, I think what you need to consider is, let's, let's talk about this hypothetical situation. Yeah, that Let's say you have a business that earns 110 grand of which 100 grand is coming from one contract, mm-hmm. you're probably not an entrepreneur. No. Not, not at that point. You are working for that company that is paying you 100 grand. It's pretty much a job. Without the employee rights. Yeah. 100%. So you are surrendering your rights. You're making money mostly out of you. You're basically working for them, but without being able to take annual leave. Yeah. So it's a universal lesson, I think. Despite the fact that all of our journeys will be different, you've got to diversify those funding sources. You know, Where's your money going to come from? How many different clients can, can you get paid by so that if one of them falls under, because every in every day there's businesses starting, but there's also businesses going broke, 100%. right? You can't afford for, for that business going broke to be the difference between you being in business and not being in business. Yeah, definitely. I think people, 
Yes, it's great to rely on having a, a few key clients. Uh, maybe one brings you in 10 grand a month, one brings you in 20, one brings you in 30. And I said, oh, actually, you know what? This is quite a comfortable position. I'm doing a good 40,000 month profit. Uh, yeah, we'll stay here and we won't network any further. We won't push the boundaries. But then a year or two go down the line and contract renewal comes up. You lose all three. Mm. You don't have a business anymore. You've got nothing because you didn't get off, get off your ass and kept pushing and say, you know what? Yes, because I've only got these five fifty thousand a month, whatever it is. Why don't I go for a hundred? Yeah. Why don't I go for one fifty? Then you've got that that buffer that if you do lose your contract or two, you're safe. You're in good position to say, you know what? I can be a bit more selective with my clients. Make more, make sure we trust them more. Make sure we can credit check them better. And then going forward, you never really have to put yourself in a position and say, Christ, maybe I should have actually worked a bit harder. Yeah. Maybe I should have been a bit nicer to my clients. Or maybe I should have diversified a bit more course, yeah. and, and have a few more. Like the average, as you know, the average millionaire or billionaire has at least seven sources of income. Yeah. Most of the people we speak with, most of the people we hang around with, our friends, our clients, yeah. are all along that route, whether that's property investments, stocks and shares, different businesses, things like that. When you've got just one income, there's a lot riding on that. Yeah, right, yeah. Yes, but that could be, you could be earning a million pound a year, as we know a few people who do. That's great. But what happens if, if tomorrow you break your leg or something and you're not in a position where you've systemized that business to yeah. fund you and you say all right from tuesday next week that million pound that was coming in it's not coming anymore i actually um so i actually found that it's one of the dangers of having a personal brand um so you know it's quite obvious like you know taylor obviously you want to focus on your acting and, and you're gonna you're gonna be able to invest more time into doing that but physically speaking you couldn't film two films at exactly the same no, time you no. know so there will be a limit in your personal brand of thinking i'm on i'm on set for this film i've got to film it yeah. So obviously you'll book out your time, but for that time, it's your filming time. Yeah. Yeah? Same with me. So my personal brand would be based around creative services. So doing, you know, doing a lot of the kind of multimedia work that I do. The issue with having that personal brand is that if you're not aware that there are limitations in, in the scalability of that, you're going to hit a brick wall. Now, it doesn't matter what that brick wall is. And, and for some people, that brick wall is absolutely fine. So, you know, if Robert Downey Jr. has, has stopped filming uh, Avengers films. Or maybe he's going to film a prequel. We don't know. But yeah. at the end of the day, his brick wall of oh, I'm on, I'm on zero Avengers films yeah. this year. Doesn't matter. He's at, he's at millions, right? Yeah. For me, my brick wall was if I if I take on too much work for me personally, where do I find the time to to get new clients? Hundred percent. So one of the one of the issues is being able to get out of that personal brand um, as Paul Wood, the designer, into PW Media, which was the point of making it as an agency, so that if I needed to outsource the work or if I needed to employ people to go and do the work with me or for me, that wasn't an issue because actually my brand was guaranteeing the quality and my brand was was guaranteeing the, the service and the punctuality and, and you know, oh, you, you need a website done or you need this done in two or three weeks, cool. My brand, PW Media, not me as personally as the designer will do it. Um, one of the biggest issues that I faced in that transition was... People knew that Paul Wood was PW Media. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and it, it, it's still kind of an issue now. It might be if these businesses take off, the ones that we're working on, it might be that that brand, I don't have time to go and manage that as much. But I'll be cool with that because the other businesses that I've got are scalable in a way that's much easier to scale than Paul Wood, the personal brand, aka yeah. PW Media. Um, it's just one of those one of those cases where you need to continue networking. So people need to realize that the whole business development kind of aspect of their business doesn't stop with the quality of your work um, because you know if you do it that if, you, if, if all you're relying on is completely word of mouth advertising you've forgotten where word of mouth actually starts from yeah it's your word it's your mouth that it should start from you know from that if you put out really really good quality work then yeah fair enough you're going to get other people with their yeah. own word of mouth but if that all dries up and it's not your word and it's not your mouth 
what happens if that network dries up? What yeah. happens if your work dries up? What if a lot of those 90% of the people you usually get all your work from, they start changing your businesses, yeah. changing roles, things like that. Obviously, my personal experience, we've never advertised. Yeah. Um, out of the reason, the type of clients are one, won't come from advertising, really. Yeah. And that's just what I've what I've found, really. But, you, but obviously, um, you network. 100%. You know, yeah, every, every, every multiple times every week. Yeah, definitely. And, and networking's been a, a massive, massive part of my business. Um, B&I and a couple of things like yeah. that. Those alone bring in a couple hundred thousand pounds course, a year. Yeah. Um, and that's a, a key thing is having a support network, first of all, like a power team of yeah. some form where you've got those key people around you that are selling your business for you yeah. and supporting you in your tough times and in your good times. Because yeah. one thing, obviously, people forget to mention is enjoy it. Yeah. Have fun. Love your business. Love what you do. Obviously, every day I get up, I love what I do. I, I see different people. I meet such amazing people every week that I just can't believe I've actually met them. And that's one thing I always tell people, especially whether they're younger than me. Obviously, I'm still really young, but people even younger than me just going into business or people older who've who maybe waited a bit longer, they're like 35, 40, mm. 45, 50, and they've not maybe taken that plunge just yet and say, it's going to be hard, it's going to be tough, and you might not make any money, but you might make a load of money. Yeah, yeah. But enjoy it. Have fun. The people like we, me and you, we've known each other a couple of years now, but when you go to events, people are so serious and things like that, and it's trying to find those events where like the ones we go to now where people are happy. Yeah. They're happy to be there. They're happy to get up because they're motivated. I mean, that's that's essentially what I tried to do with BDN was, I think sometimes, um, now BNI is different because BNI, it's a referral network. So BNI, you know, obviously it's a systemized process of of ensuring that you've got good, strong referrals and it's brilliant. Uh, BNI for everyone out there, it's a business network international. It's a referral organization, works really well for many, many different mm-hmm. businesses around the world. So just have a look at it. It might be a good good starting point for your business. But yeah, carry on, Paul. So I've I've set up um, a different framework. So it's not it's not based around, you know, ensuring that you've got referrals for people, um, which is massive. It, mine's more based around getting enough people in the room in front of really, really good quality guest speakers that are based around, you know, improving your own per- personal development and then kind of having that as like a, a common value. So we encourage people to speak to people they've never spoken to before. And from doing that, we encourage them to build new connections and new relationships. And from there, start to network. Um, so we're we're looking at the whole kind of business networking process from a different angle. BNI has um, it's got ama- it's had amazing success with the amount of connections it's made and the amount of referrals. Um, well, that's what that's what introduced us together. That's it, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I think it's it's networking is is such a big part of of business and relationships because people buy people. Yeah, I don't care what anyone else says. People buy people. Yeah, absolutely. And ninety nine percent of my clients have bought into my businesses because of me yeah same as you they yeah. bought into your businesses because of you um and the really good ones that we have been going to at the moment that i'm a member of is um the talk of manchester yeah. crafters um and the boardroom really really amazing event you meet some such good people um i've been a member of bni for about three years now and all through all of those different types of events it's made me who i am yeah. definitely whether that's through the people i've met the contacts i've made the clients i've received all that is just literally skyrocketed me because if i didn't have any of those networking because i didn't know anyone in manchester when i started i'd probably still be there not knowing anyone and it's having not the guts or the balls or whatever it is it's just going you're going to be nervous not everyone's good at public speaking at my first event i wasn't good um and i imagine you weren't either i I have (laughs) there's certain topics you could put a mic in front of me and and i'll talk about it for ages yeah there's other topics where they're equally important and I'm just not comfortable about speaking about them, you know. Yeah. So, so we'll always have those those elements where you're going to be nervous about something for some reason. I think the main thing is obviously the the, the kind of main success was that I don't think you waited for life to yeah. come to you, yeah. right? You understood you, you don't know anyone in yeah. Manchester, so you're going to have to go and make connections. Yeah. Um. A lot of us, a lot of us are in that luxury. If we stayed in our hometown, 
whatever you know you were, you were born with connections yeah yeah definitely. um if you're moving into a completely new place it's similar to me i you know i didn't move as far as you but i moved from one side of england to the other yeah 100 you um, had to start from scratch again meet I, all I knew, new people i knew fans of my band mm-hmm. you know so the bands that i was in years ago um i had a few fans i mean even recently i, I I broke my TV, so I bought a new TV off a fan of my old, old, old band from when I was 18. Um, so I had some kind of base of connections, but we're not talking like people that I could run my business with. Yeah. So I had to go out and deliberately force myself to do that. And you only really get more comfortable doing that the more that you do it. So, you know, people that are, are nervous about business networking, don't worry. Yeah. Other people are nervous about business networking. You're not the only one that room yeah. is nervous. Just just go out and, and try and enjoy the next two, three, four hours because a big a big tip for me there, obviously I have read I've read a lot of motivational books and I still watch a lot of, of like Les Brown, C. D. Fletcher, Zig Ziglar, all that type of stuff. And a really a really good one that came to me a couple of years ago is when you walk into a room, a lot of people straight away will assume, Oh shit, will everyone like me? Will everyone like me? Oh my word, I'm so nervous. But it's it's changing that mindset to say when you walk into a room Am I going to like anyone in this room? Yeah. Be a bit, be a bit cocky. Not, not to everyone else, but in your own mindset. Be a bit proud. Be a bit confident, and say, you know what? I'm walking in this room. I know what I'm about. I know what I can do, and I know what I'm capable of. What I like and get on with everyone in this room. I don't. Doesn't matter if they're going to get on with me yeah. or if they're going to like me. That's not what's relevant. It's if I'm going to like them, and and just embrace that. We're all going to be nervous, and it's it's not a bad thing to be nervous. Yeah. It it keeps you on your toes. Of course, keeps yeah. you a bit edgy. Yeah. Keeps you. You want to do things right. It means you care, really. If, if there's no nerves. You're at the risk. Might not happen, but you're at the risk of being complacent if yeah. there are no nerves. Those nerves mean that your adrenaline's pumping, even even just that slight amount of adrenaline, yeah. right? So you're going to fight your way into a positive situation. Yeah, definitely. Or you're going to run out, but you're not going to go to a networking event to run out of the room. Hopefully. No, definitely not. Yeah, well, hopefully um, not. <laughs> I, think, I think what people... People sometimes, they just need to simplify their mindset. So when you walk into a business networking event, you go in there, ultimately... I don't want to call it selfish, but you are going there to serve yourself. Yeah. Right, in that you, you have goals to create new contacts, create new clients. Um, obviously, for some people, to create new friends as well. And I think that, that obviously that happens, mate. Um, but don't forget that you're there to serve you. So yeah. it's not the end of the day if... It's, it will never be the end of the day if, you know, you're there, you're confident about your business, you speak about it, and you don't get any return out of it. Yeah, That can happen. But you just need to remember that you're there to serve yourself. Don't worry if you don't meet the people that are there and don't feel too nervous Just about keep it. trying. Just don't yeah. just give up after one event or... Whatever it is, is you got to be consistent. Keep going, and yeah. just don't give up after six months. No, it took me about took me about a year. Excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> it took me about a year to to start getting a really yeah. a good referral base out of the out of the different events I was part of. Um, but that's what it's about. I think it's just for anyone who's listening, whether that's a new business guy, whether you or lady, if you're just about to go into business or you've been in business 20, 30 years, it doesn't matter. We all have similar similar experiences, similar advice, similar problems that we face. And it's just speaking to people, asking questions. Never be afraid to ask a question. Yeah. I think, what's the worst that can happen? They don't answer you. They say no. Yeah. Or they give you So what? Yeah. Move on to the next one. Take everyone's advice with a pinch of salt. Say, all right, Paul, I've asked you 10 questions. You give me nine back. I only really need to listen to one. Yeah. Take those bits of key information from different people and, and see what works for you. No one will run the business. No one will run their own business like anyone else. You will all run it differently. So it's finding those bits of advice, friends, network that allow you to run it in the most efficient and best way you physically can. I think the key is also, um, when it comes down to it, the only reason that we're in business is because we have a service that we think we can sell. Yeah. yeah. So if if people are nervous about that, it can come from from kind of two things. And the fact is, if you can answer one of these, one of the, the first question I would say is, um, why should someone buy from you? Right? Yeah. And 
if if the answer in your head is pretty clear, then then allow that to fill you with confidence. Um, don't don't feel that you're you're in a position because at the end of the day, I I knew I had a service. So let's talk, for example, a lot of the creative work I did originally, I was making money from lyric videos, which uh, they're quite popular now. But if you imagine like karaoke, where the you know the, the words come up and then there's that kind of bouncing ball thing. So if you imagine the the kind of major label version of that, where words are coming up on screen and it's animated, but it, it doesn't re- require the artist to be there. That was making me big money at some point. Now, what happened with that was it hit saturation point. So if someone was to ask me, why should I buy from you for 300, 400 pounds when I can get a guy from India, Philippines, yeah, to do it for 100 pounds? Actually, at some point, the honest answer was, I don't know. Yeah. I actually don't have an answer to yeah, that, yeah. which means that I had the right not to be confident about that and I now had to reassess. Yeah. If you can walk into a business networking event and if, if you can ask yourself the question, why should I buy from your business? And the answers in your head are clear. Allow that to fill yourself with confidence. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, people will people will will buy from someone who is that confident in the service they're providing be, that's the thing you've got to be confident in what you're selling simple as that that's any seller any person who's good at sales will tell you that if yeah. you're not confident in what you're selling you'll never sell yeah. you might sell a few products here and there uh, for a bit of time but eventually people will catch on and say hold on do you buy your own service yeah. do you believe in your own thing that yeah. you do and if you say no or if you don't believe it yourself they'll catch on do you believe in your cleaning 100% definitely i know what we go into I check it. I make sure I'm happy with the standard of everything I do. Yeah. Um, and anything, when, any, when anything I go into, I do it at the best of my physical ability, whether that's in sports, whether that's in, in training, whether that's in motivational speaking. And anything I do, I'll try and give the best I can to make a difference because I don't want to just be that guy that comes and talks and leaves. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, that never really <laughs> they, works. They do exist. Yeah, yeah. they do exist. <laughs> and that just doesn't work. Eventually, that catches on. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, uh, for getting this far in the, in the podcast. Just really want to thank you for listening. Um, if you want to keep up with us, obviously before the next podcast comes out next week, um, follow us on on all the usual social media. Yeah, Instagram. You can find us by searching for your entrepreneur or typing in your underscore entrepreneur. Once you found that, literally give us a like, comment, a follow, whatever it is. Uh, if you've got any questions, maybe you want to hear a few things specifically in the next next session, please just put it in. Obviously, we'll answer any questions that come through. We'd love to hear more from what you thought was cool, what you thought wasn't so cool. Give us your feedback um, on any of the social media channels and don't forget to ask us some questions because we'll pick out the best ones. We'll answer them in the next session. Cool. Thank you.